Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello all and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. And I'm Lauren. How it do? It still does, somehow. Got my fat tug IPA. Shout out to the Driftwood Brewery. I'm just drinking a Trader Joe's sparkling pomegranate punch beverage. <laughs> Fruit-inspired water drink. Yeah, the ingredients are water, pomegranate juice, pineapple juice, orange juice, apple juice, ginger juice, carbon dioxide, citric acid, ascorbic acid, and that's it. All of those things sound perfectly natural. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm not drinking because I am tired. And yesterday I was tired and I was like, well, I'll have a drink because a lot of my tired is anxiety. And I've just been anxious for so long that I'm tired. So then I had an alcohol and I was like, nope, that didn't work. Now I'm more tired. (laughs) So today it is a sparkling pomegranate punch beverage. Alcohol acting as a depressant? Oh, who would have thunk? Did you do the, the the project in school where you had to classify drugs? No. I remember doing that in elementary school where it's like ca- coffee, stimulant, alcohol, depressant, methamphetamines, stimulant, cocaine, stimulant. I, I mean, like, this is- maybe. If I did, I don't remember. I remember being way too young to absorb that knowledge. And they're like, children, this is PCP. Or as they call it on the street, angel dust. I'm like, I, uh, I, I, can I go play with my Transformers? I mean, PCP is the most is such a bizarre thing for us to learn about. Because uh, I think by the time we yeah. were teenagers, it, it nobody did PCP anymore. Nobody. Like, James Brown. Yeah, nobody, it wasn't available. Nobody really knew anybody who'd ever done it. So we they told us so much about how we should fear PCP and we would never encounter it in our, in our entire lives. And believe me, I have encountered a lot of drugs. Yeah, and not, and not a single one of them nope. was PCP. They didn't nope. teach me about Molly in elementary school, did they? They did teach, not in elementary school. They did talk about it in uh, when I was in high school. Yeah, I know. I, I high school. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I encountered a whole bunch of exciting research chemicals in college, and uh, not a one of them was PCP. Uh, that, PCP and quicksand, the two things that I thought I would have to deal with on a frequent basis. I've had to deal with quicksand more than PCP, and it's more like, oh, look over there, that looks like it might be quicksand, I won't go there. Well, there's that subsection on Pornhub that's all quicksand. Really? That is such a niche of porn. I wonder if it's kind of a vor thing. It, it's it, yeah, it's partially vor. It's partially restraint. It's a lot of helplessness. Um, yeah, oh, I can't. I, I have tried to get into it. I cannot. It's it does not push any button for me. I wonder. <laughs> yeah, quicksand porn. It's a whole big thing. That's fascinating. I had, I wouldn't oh. have even thought of such a thing. <laughs> if it, is it from your childhood have you seen cartoon characters doing it well it's porn now yes yes as it should be tied to the railroad tracks falling off cliffs uh. as it should be do you remember having sexual awakenings associated with any characters that should not have been in like my dreams were weird and i like it that's so weird i don't even want to talk about it but uh okay. as far as characters 
Avengers? Not like not really. I am going to put this out into the void because I must. My first confusing sexual awakening was Mighty Mouse. Oh, that is really interesting. Yeah, because Mighty Mouse's um, weakness, his kryptonite was Limburger cheese. <laughs> I remember that now. And there's a bit where he is weakened by Limburger and he's having to like crawl away from it. And I was like, oh, I feel funny. <laughs> and now, all of a sudden it was like a domination thing like this powerful being is taken down a notch you know yeah well now that you mention it well this is saying something about me but uh there was the uh, the batman episode with like sand the sand guy oh yeah there was sand like man. a Sandman. there was like a batman episode where and i guess this is some kind of war thing but when you like try to get me to into like things that are meant to be vor things i'm like no no thank you but the place where batman uh is cons- is like consumed by sandman and sandman is describing how his hi- heartbeat is slowing down for some Ooh. reason that like was weird for me but and... if you want to start talking about digestive systems or something no no absolutely not I, nope nope <laughs> nope, I do not like digestive systems. Well, now on Sexual Awakenings with Russ and Lauren. Um, <laughs> what poems do we have that are completely unrelated to that train of thought? I'm doing eight balloons. Oh, okay. And I'm going to try to sing it to Nana's 99 red balloons. Uh, okay. Eight balloons, no one was by, and all broke loose one afternoon. Eight balloons with strings a-flying, free to do what they wanted to. One flew up to touch the sun, pop. One thought highways might be fun, pop. One took a nap in a cactus pile, pop. One stayed to play with a careless child, pop. One (laughs) fell in love with a porcupine, pop. One looked close in a crocodile's mouth, pop. One sat around till his air ran out, whoosh. Eight balloons no one was buying. <laughs> they broke loose and away they flew. Free to float and free to fly. And free to pop where they wanted to. And actually there should be another line so that it works better. Anyway. <laughs> and the drawing is just some really easy balloons that are floating. And there are eight of them. That was sublime. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. Well, I'm glad to see that you haven't gone topical at all this week. <laughs> oh, I hate the balloons. <laughs> I hate the balloons. Like we shot down another balloon. I do not give a shit. I do not get Now people are just buying weather balloons and just, just setting them off just, just to you know, waste half a million yeah. dollars so that a jet will shoot them down. I remember seeing on Twitter somebody was talking about uh, how some really fancy expensive fighter plane had successfully shot down a balloon and the i think it was australian military was reassuring everybody that their that their plane successfully could shoot down the balloons and someone was just like for that many fucking million dollars i would hope so that you could shoot down a fucking balloon i think i go and i know a guy named ted with a slingshot (laughs) that could pull it off i mean those balloons are pretty high yeah and have you seen ted's slingshots (laughs) 
A lot of people the were the size of box trucks. I saw people asking, like, "Wait a minute this these balloon this balloon is over Montana right now." And do you know how many guns are in Montana? How has someone not shut it down? <laughs> now the answer they is, is confused about parabolic physics. <laughs> yeah, the, the answer is it's too high. Well, it's, <laughs> I love it. What what was it doing there? What are, what are all these? There, the, it was back in the day, like when radio, when number stations were still a thing, and people were like it's a such a mystery. What are the, they're for spies? They're for spying. There is absolutely no mystery here. And you know what? Also, is for spying Google Earth. Yeah, I've I've been kind of perplexed about the spy balloon thing because i've been like there are all i just assumed that spy balloons were floating all the time like there we have the the satellites the spy satellites and because coordinating the satellites with their orbits and the high or the ones that stay in one place on around the earth are too high to get good pictures and the ones that are lower coordinating their orbit with the place you want to take pictures is really hard so it makes sense that we still use spy balloons but I don't think... I mean, we're totally doing the same thing to China. Yeah. This is military intelligence. And it has not progressed past the 18th century. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's great. What are they filled with? <laughs> Do we know what they're filled with? I assume it's... It's helium. Is it helium or is it hydrogen? Yeah. I mean, like, like nobody fills their balloons with hydrogen. If we've learned nothing from the Hindenburg... I mean, the, these you... aren't... These don't have people on them. Who cares if it blows up? Well, pres- well ob- clearly the Chinese do. Right, fair. I guess they are probably expensive. <laughs> I can't imagine them being that expensive. Well, the equi- maybe the equipment on them is expensive. Uh, geosynchronous orbit. That's when the satellite is able to stay in one place and take pictures of the same place. Over Everybody over. says helium. Helium, okay. Ah, here's one from 1908 that was filled with hydrogen. I guess they're just too volatile. Even if you don't care that there's nobody to get exploded. <laughs> I mean, it is China. They would like like what is the most reactive gas? It's it's clearly hydrogen, right? But like if yeah. there was a more reactive gas that was cheaper, they'd definitely fill it with that. Well, the thing is, you can't fill balloons with anything other than helium and hydrogen, because otherwise it would not float. Well, you can if you want a falling balloon. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't float. <laughs> this balloon's filled with sulfur hexafluoride and it just thunders to the ground. I mean, we do just... Go, spy balloon, go! We do just run trains off the tracks that have that sort of <laughs> stuff in them. They fill a balloon with nitrogen and put it on a train and just shove it into the United States. Don't touch our spy balloon. Also, could you pick it up? Walk it around the town for us? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh man, spies! How have I missed my calling that hard? How do you even get into that? It's, here's my business card, and it says "spy balloon." I met a guy at the pub the other night who was a safe cracker. Neat. He didn't call himself a locksmith. He's like, no, I can pick locks, but I specialize in safes. And he handed me his business card. It said "safe cracker." Does he use a stethoscope? He does use a stethoscope. I ask him that question. He does use a stethoscope. Yeah, but but he also said it really depends on the kind of safe. Okay. And so, some safes you can use stethoscopes, and some safes you have to use software. And yeah, he he like got into all the details and like how many of the a surprising amount of the old ones are booby trapped. Really? And like and like they have like a roll an investigation check. Yeah. 
They have like a hundred year old booby traps that are still completely functional. I was like, how often do you find work? And he's like, I am never not working. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, it comes from everywhere you can imagine. Like, here's an old bank that bought another property and there's a safe that no one can open. They call me. He's like, I was just up in like the Yukon for two weeks helping out three banks and now I'm going over to Alberta tomorrow. And I was like, Jesus. That is fascinating. I think I've said that several times in this episode, but there are a lot of things that are fascinating. But getting back to the point, how do you end up making... Because this spy balloon, the thing attached to it was the size of a Chevy Tahoe. Yeah. And so that required more than one person. And so it's like you go home just working your bullshit nine to five where you're building a spy balloon. Like that's... (laughs) Huh. So I guess nobody would probably give their business card out being like, I do spy balloons. I mean, you would think safe cracking would be a sketchy industry, but no, but this guy was like wearing normal people clothes. He wasn't dressed with <laughs> with the Hamburglar mask on, <laughs> carrying a bag with a dollar sign on it. I mean, he's not pulling any Ocean's Eleven shit, I suppose. You think about that little Chinese guy from the Ocean's Eleven movie, where it's like, ah, that's what a safe cracker looks like. No, this guy looked like he looked like a brewer. Is really what it, big old gut, long beard. Yeah. What do you suppose he does to, like, hone his craft? Uh, he has strong feelings about YouTube channels like Lockpicking Lawyer and that kind of thing. One, he thinks they're gimmicky. Two, he thinks they're attacking, like, low-level locks and there's way better stuff out there that they're just not talking about, which I don't know. I like the Lockpicking Lawyer. It's fun to watch things get picked. I mean, it's n- <laughs> not noses. Things you... <laughs> <laughs> things that people with trichotillomania and also lockpicks can say it's fun to watch things get picked what are you reading today russ uh the climbers a mountain climbing exploration took us to these distant peaks where no one's ever been before was it my imagination did i feel this mountain move did i hear it snore and this one's kind of illustration necessary because it's lots of tiny people climbing on what is clearly a giant's face that's lying prone they're gonna get eight they're gonna get eight not unlike your spy balloon thing mine came about because (laughs) i still love following the conspiracy wheel and like what the QAnon du jour is and i saw a really really old one recycled the other day and it was one of those fact check. He, we have images of giant human skeletons, and the government is covering this up. We have found fossils. They giants used to be alive, and everyone is covering this up. You mean like the whole cyclops thing? I've seen the cyclops thing. These look like something out of Elden Ring, where you just have a giant skeleton. For those who are but, wondering what we're saying when we're saying the cyclops thing is. Uh, people used to think that elephant skulls were giant human heads. Oh, yeah, mammoth skulls. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've done the same thing with mammoth skulls, but it's like femurs and things. So it's like this is a giant's femur, clearly. Yeah. But this is specifically photoshoppery, where you have, here is a dig on a human skeleton, and we've photoshopped it into this dig on a mammoth skeleton, and so now all the people look conversely very yeah. small. Yeah, But, <laughs> But the evolution is a lot of fun because the the article it linked to was 
the Smithsonian specifically and the Vatican are hiding the real evidence of human evolution. And I love that leap in logic where it's like, okay, did are we assuming that Catholicism has just acknowledged evolution? And the old evolution is wrong and also there were giants? I guess they're saying that uh, the Vatican is not uh, acknowledging evolution, but maybe secretly they have, and they're keeping it quiet with, you know, keeping the specimens down in their, like, catacombs or something. According to a Twitter post by user, reality is the only check I get, uh, the Vatican and the Smithsonian have destroyed most and threw some of the giant skeletons they found into the ocean since having to explain how they got here contradicts evolution. <laughs> I love the worlds where truth is... No, the, 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 where, where you can just say anything. You just say whatever you want to. I, I mean, I like that this, the, the Twitter handle, though. Like, reality is the only check I get. I like that. That's clever. The rest of it, not so much. I mean, it fits in with the convoy narrative mm -hmm. why would the vatican cover this up this directly goes along with genesis chapter six because you have the nephilim which is a bible verse that no one talks about and i who was raised in the church was very curious about and i found this troubling because the genesis six chapter six verse four reads the Nephilim were in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, the same were the giant men that were of old, men of renown. If there were giants, that would fit in perfectly. You're so conspiratorial, you can't see the conspiracy that's right in front of you. That's so good. Yeah, it, I don't think all this comes from, like, close study of anything, Russ. Also, the Nephilim were supposed to have survived the Flood, and that's quite a lot of fun. I remember them a little bit from uh, Madeline Ingalls' Many Waters. I think they turned up in uh, Darren Aronofsky's Noah as well, the, the, <laughs> the biblical epic starring Russell Crowe. I think that had Nephilim in it, too. I have never heard of this. Oh, don't. It's really stupid. One guy kills a lot of the unbelievers with his flaming sword. That's a thing that happens in a movie. Fuck, we, we probably are living in a simulation, aren't we? That's the only way any of this makes sense. I mean, you would think they would get more creative with it, though. Like, why can't we have flaming swords murdering people? We do I mean, have if flaming we had... swords. You just have to set it on fire. It's only flaming <laughs> for a moment. How long must one sword flame? Until you're done killing everybody. <laughs> the heretics yeah until you're done killing all the heretics then it can the flame can go out but good luck i'm sure people's blood would put that flame out <laughs> do you remember that that other old legend that they when when they had forged a new sword they would quench it in people's blood no i have never heard that oh that one's so good where like a complete misunderstanding of metallurgy yeah no i'm like that that wouldn't work this, very well it would, it would fuck the sword directly yeah no up. that's not a good idea I cannot believe I I am now rereading. Fuck! I need to go back and rewatch this movie. It's so bad. Uh, this, I'm I'm talking about Noah, 2014, directed by Darren Aronofsky. It is a fever dream. I have seen. I've watched this movie, and when I remember it, I think I'm misremembering something that I never saw. You know? Yes, Where I do. Where it's like 
like the Berenstain Bears and the Berenstain Bears, yeah. you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's that kind of thing. But it's like, no, this movie actually does exist. Fuck, no, is it 2014? I mean, American... I'm not convinced it exists. It stars Russell Crowe as Noah, along with Jennifer Connelly, Ray Winstone, Emma Watson, and Anthony Hopkins. Wow, they got some good actors on this. Well, it's Darren Aronofsky. Like, he does... Doesn't he normally do interesting stuff? But in this case, he really did not, it sounds like. Well, interesting comes with big quotey fingers, yeah. and I think this definitely qualifies as one of his outings. Well, here we are talking about movies on our poetry yeah, podcast. Yeah, we, 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 we fall back on what we know. I, really, what, what inspired me to do this poem was uh, I just finished God of War. Ah, and, did you enjoy a, it? Well, yeah, I mean, I got to punch Odin so hard in his withered old face. Fuck yeah. Fuck that did you, guy. Did you put out the other eye? You know, that's a missed opportunity. I, I did think not. so. I think they thought it would have been too much of a callback to like, because when, when Kratos killed Poseidon, he put out both his eyes. Okay. And yeah, maybe too much. But I mean, that was, mm, that's, that, that's missed fan service, that is. I think so. <laughs> Do you have any uplifting thoughts for our listeners? Or was that just... That was fucking mania. What the hell were we doing? <laughs> it's not there? all that coherent. Uh, I guess my uplifting thought is that today I was looking through. So I grow garlic, and I'm gonna have a lot of garlics when it's garlic harvesting time, and I'm very pleased about this. Do you make garlic chips? No, I just eat. You know, you you dry you you know dry out the husks and everything and you eat them all winter long in your soups and and things or in everything you eat them in everything <laughs> yogurt milk no no chuck some garlic no, in there no good that was, for the skin makes was, you smell like a dumpster in summer that was hyperbole russ <laughs> lucky charms with some garlic sprinkle they're magically delicious i don't eat lucky charms Oh, what is the one with the vampire? You can put garlic it's in the chocula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the garlic in the Count Chocula. No, that's going to... Then it's just going to turn into water. That's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make our own holy water. We're going to take Count Chocula <laughs> milk and sprinkle garlic in it. We can ward off everything. Everything.